Over the course of my life and career, I've discovered the power of consciously investing in mindset and personal development. It has been a true game changer for me in my personal and professional life, and I'm extremely excited that you decided to join us today to take one step forward in your own life. Most of my breakthroughs have come from one-on-one -on -one conversations. We created this show to bring you those unfiltered conversations each and every week. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Connected Mindset Live. I'm your host, Greg Tomchik. Hopefully everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Happy Friday to everybody. It is Black Friday, so I'm sure a lot of people are out there shopping. Um, hopefully you have the opportunity to listen in to a little bit of this episode, which I believe is really gonna shake everybody up from a how you approach the outside world around you. Um, I think a lot of us do the hard internal work, you know, but sometimes throughout the past couple of years, we've not been able to bring that into the outside world. And it's, you know, really the hardest time in history, I feel, to really connect with people. Um, and we're going to dive into that today. It's really going to be a fascinating discussion. Uh, Miss Stacy Harris, thank you so much for joining us and hope you're doing well today. Hi, good morning. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Thanks so much. I appreciate yeah. that. So Stacy, where we like to start the show um, is, Stacy, what mission are you on and what are you hoping that each person listening in today walks away with? Oh, well, first, I just want to say thank you for this opportunity to be here with you. And um, I love um, anything having to do with mindset. So that's that's been something that I have been studying for the last 20 or so years myself. But my particular mission is to change the way that people think people's mindset about networking. Um, so for so many people, they know that networking is necessary to build their business and um, to expand their circle of influence, but they dread it um, or they have a lot of angst about it. Um, and the worst part is a lot of people feel like it doesn't work. And I know for sure that there is a way that you can network for everyone. It's not the same style for everyone, but there is a way that everybody can network. They can find their particular style that is comfortable for them. And the biggest thing um, that changes the way that you network is the way that you think about it. So that is really my biggest mission is to change people's mindset about what networking really is. It's not about walking in a room full of strangers and handing out business cards. It goes way beyond that. Um, it's actually about connecting with people and building real relationships. So that is what I am just on a mission to do. Yeah, it's definitely unique. A lot of us network but we don't think about the mindset of going into networking. A lot of times it's a, you know, it's eight o'clock in the morning, 830 in the morning, go have coffee with a group of folks and see mm -hmm. if you can drum up any business from it. And um, I've heard a lot of people around me when I was starting my company about two and a half years ago, um, really right at the beginning of COVID, you know, trying to work through the changes that were happening to be able to connect with our ideal customer, but just people in the community that we could educate on cybersecurity. And a lot of my mentors said, you know, in-person networking is dead and, you know, you need to try to find 
different ways to get your message out there from a marketing standpoint. Mm-hmm. But networking is a critical part of of marketing your business, um, it is. marketing yourself um, from that standpoint. And um, I've always enjoyed those second and third level conversa- conversations. And I've always found it hard at networking events to get that. But a lot of times it was just that's what I was bringing into it. I'm only going to be able to have a surface level discussion. Um, how do you think people get past that kind of mindset block um, mm-hmm. of you know, I really want to connect with people on a deeper level so that they understand why I'm passionate about this so that, you know, when that need comes up, um, they'll know I'm the person to solve that specific problem area. Yeah, I I think that the way you the first thing when you the way you get past it is walking into that room full of people, you know, that you're not walking in with in mind, I'm going to it's like a hunting mentality. Like I'm going to hunt it, shoot it, kill it and take it home. Because whenever we go into it with that mindset, then we're always disappointed because the chances of us actually walking away with business in hand is slim to none. I'm not saying it won't ever happen, but instead of you can walk into it thinking I am going to meet, you know, set a goal for yourself. I'm going to meet three new people today. I'm going to make them feel so much better about themselves than they did before they met me. I'm going to make them feel great about themselves. And I'm going to help as many people as I can through conversation today. And also, if you will think of it as a first date, okay? So it's just your initial contact. Um, Going to these networking events, meeting somebody for the first time, that is just the initial, that's the first date. And that's when you make contact with someone and you start to build the relationship and you start to find hopefully some common ground, um, some common goals, you know, that kind of thing. But it's just the very first step. It can't all be like the whole transaction is not going to happen in a five minute conversation that you have at a chamber of commerce breakfast. It's just not. But you can usually have a pretty good conversation in a few minutes, maybe find a couple of things that you have in common. Um, ask some great questions about their business, about their goals, about why they do what they do, you know, some things like that. And all of a sudden you have the foundation um, for a relationship and you're going to know, I mean, most of the time when if within a few minutes, you're going to know if this is a conversation that I would like to continue over lunch or coffee or a zoom call, or, Hey, this is a nice person, but I don't think this is going to go anywhere, you know, and then you gracefully just, just take yourself out of the conversation. But um, if you can go into it thinking about, How many people with this mindset of how many people can I help instead of what can I get out of this? It takes the pressure off of you because you're not having to talk about yourself. You're not having to sell yourself. Um, You're putting all of the attention onto the other person. And when you're thinking about the other person and how you can help them, you get out of your own head. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's I think it's the desire for immediate gratification that has given networking. A bad, a, bad, a bad costume. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. the costume that network wears. People are like, oh, that's a, that's not going to get me where I want to go. Obviously, we know business is a long, you know, mid long term yes. play. Um, it's mm-hmm. not a short term. Meet somebody, give them a contract and say, hey, sign this or else that's we're right. not right for each other. Um, right. And I think a lot of people don't focus on the relationships. It may not be them. It may be somebody that they know that they refer you to, um, but mm-hmm. they have to know how much you care before they care. Um, that's I right. think that's something I've discovered over time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was when before I came into my business and 
worked for other people, I was relatively introverted. And because I'm in a more technical uh, area of the, the economy and I didn't want to network. I didn't want to like being in big groups felt relatively claustrophobic to me. Um, yes. But it's just like public speaking. The more you do it, the more comfortable you become. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure you see that with folks that you work with, you know, who want to network, but they really can't get past those blockers in their head. Yeah. Um, what what challenges do you see people face when it comes to, you know, taking that first or second step? Mm -hmm. um, because you have to network to grow your business. It's it's kind of the inevitable. You do. Um, I think a lot of it is finding settings in which you feel the most comfortable. So, you know, we network, Greg, everywhere we go, whether we realize mm -hmm. it or not. Um, you can and you can network when you are at your kids soccer games on the sidelines with the rest of the parents. Um, when you're at church at a function of whatever kind, um, when you're standing in line at Starbucks, you can, you know, you strike up conversations with people and you you talk about things. You know, you stand in line at Starbucks and you talk about your favorite drink and you recommend your favorite to the person that you're talking to and you've just made a referral. OK, that's networking. And so I think we just make it way too complicated. All networking is, is being a good human and talking to people and just seeing how we can help them. Like, that's it. And if you think about it that way, it takes, like I said before, it just takes so much pressure off of you and you, you know, maybe you feel more comfortable at the gym when you're working out, you know, you go every morning and you see these same people all the time and you talk about working out, but do you at some point start to talk about your families and what you do for a living and, you know, things like that. So it's just conversation. Um, so, you know, if walking into the big room full of people is totally intimidating to you, start out in these smaller settings, you know, maybe go to meetup groups that, you know, are going to be 10 or 15 people. It's not going to be so big and so daunting and like you say, claustrophobic, but, you know, also just kind of know yourself. If, if you do tend to be a more introverted person, when you walk into the room, don't throw yourself into the middle of the big crowd. Give yourself time to like, usually there's somewhere you can go to get something to drink, maybe something to eat, go there first, study the room, kind of figure out, you know, who looks interesting, who you think you want to go talk to. Maybe you see somebody that you know, um, and that can make it so much, so much easier if you kind of allow yourself a little bit of time to acclimate to the room and figure out where you want to go. It's also super, super helpful to take somebody with you, have a wingman um, to go with you. And you don't want to necessarily stay together. You want to divide and conquer the room. But um, before you go in, with, you know, say you're a, um, I know you're in cybersecurity. And so maybe you go there with a friend who is an attorney. And so beforehand, each of you share who are the people who are good referrals for you, you know, that you want to meet. So I'm sure for you, it's, it's people who are in larger corporations. Um, I'm sure like financial advisors and CPAs, people who are talking to, you know, different people about they're they're working with larger companies. They're talking to people that you want to talk to as well. So you share with each other who it is that you're looking for in the room that you would like to connect with. And as you divide and you meet those people, then your attorney friend brings over the head, you know, the VP of a corporation to you. And hey, Greg, I was telling him about you. You do cybersecurity. His company just had a cyber attack. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do. So, you know, if you can kind of do that, you go in with somebody that's with you. It takes, it's not as intimidating also as walking in by yourself. 
So there's just lots of little things like that that you can do to make it more fun and where you don't feel so overwhelmed. Does that seem doable to a more introverted yeah. buddy? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> I think a lot of times we get caught up in a hurricane of like, we have to put ourselves in the middle. Like we have to yeah. talk to everybody or um, I think from an introverted standpoint, it's you want to find like three people in the hour that you can really connect to on a deeper level. I think yeah. maybe from the extroverted side, it's more of like, I want to talk to as many people as possible and have the best impact yeah. on more people. Right. Um, but then it's finding the dynamic between asking them questions and also being able to share, you know, what, what you do. I think I'm one of those people that like to just shine a light on the other person and just ask mm -hmm. them all the questions about themselves and the, their business and maybe never get the opportunity to tell them what I do just because I'm right. not like a overseller. Mm -hmm. um, but I see people come to me that are like, they just want to sell themselves and they don't care about what other people do. And, you know, what do you think that ideal balance is? I guess everybody's a little bit different, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, to be able to express what you do, kind of connect it to what they do and then, you know, obviously connect as, as people. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we were talking about how you, you have this initial conversation, these events. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you remember what I said is, you know, within a few minutes, most of the time you're going to know whether this is somebody that you would like to have a continued conversation with. And in, in that few minutes time, if they don't reciprocate with some questions about you, um, I mean, you're one of the best kinds of people to network with because you really do want to find out more about the other person. And in doing that, you're you're creating value. You're bringing value to them. They're being heard. You're recognizing them for what they do. You're making them feel important. But in the course of that conversation, if they don't ask at least one or two questions of, well, Greg, you've asked me a lot of questions about myself, but you haven't told me what you do yet. Tell me about you. Are you from around here? You know, do you have a family? Are you, how long have you been doing this? You know, if there are no questions that are reciprocated to you, then that's going to tell you right away, this probably isn't somebody that I want to have a follow-up conversation with. And you can kind of, you know, hey, nice to meet you. Thanks for talking with me. Hope you enjoy the event. I set a goal today. I'm going to meet four more new people. So I'm going to go work the room and you can just kind of move on to the next person. But those people, you, just the questions that they ask, um, and if they don't ever turn it back around to you within that few minutes, then you're, you are going to know, like I said, this probably isn't somebody else you want to spend any more time on. You want to move on to the next person. So not that they don't have value, but maybe they're just still new to what they're doing. And, you know, y'all just aren't, you know, aren't on the same level quite yet as far as business yeah. and things like that. So it's okay. And I have... I have a very complicated system that I call my pocket system. And it's, I have two pockets in my purses, a pocket for, in my purse, a pocket for the business cards of people I want to follow up with and a, and a pocket for the ones that I don't, I'm going to throw them away when I get home. So. <laughs> and that. nobody knows, nobody knows that except for me, yeah. but yes. And you're not discarding them as people. It's just that, you know, mm -hmm. that it isn't somebody that we, I mean, we, our time is valuable, all of us. Mm -hmm. And we obviously want to be really, um, cautionary, you know, with who we spend our time with and, and how we develop those relationships. And so yeah. that's a really simple way to do it. It really is. And one thing, I mean, another thing for the more, you know, kind of introverted personalities that are overwhelmed by the bigger events and things like that, you know, like I was saying, kind of stand on the fringe, look for the other people who are standing on the fringe 
and maybe mm-hmm. somebody who is standing by themselves. And if you go over to that person that is standing there awkwardly and obviously doesn't know who to talk to you and you strike up a conversation with them, you become the hero to that person because you have rescued yeah. them. And um, they, I have done that so many times and I can't tell you how many people have said, I'll never be able to thank you enough for coming over and introducing yourself because I'm someone that, I mean, I am an extrovert. I do. I love the more people I talk to, the happier I am. But I also love to find the introverts who are kind of on the fringe and introduce them. I love to bring people together to connect them. So I just grab them and we talk for a few minutes and then I say, hey, come with me. I'm going to introduce you around to a few people that I know. And Mm -hmm. that's a great way to do it, too. But, you know, we've all been the new kid before and we know that it's not fun sitting at the lunch table by yourself. So Mm -hmm. be the hero. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And I think it. It segues well to what made you realize that that was your superpower? What made you realize that this was a problem area, you know, for so many people, obviously, you you know, you've probably been in this business for a while and and you saw it, but what was that light bulb moment of people need more of this art taught to them um, to be able to grow personally and professionally? Yeah, I've had two, I've had two businesses. I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years now. I've had two businesses that I've built strictly through networking. Um, and uh, I just, at first it was just in conversations with people. I had a lot of these conversations, like what you were talking about, of where I was asking all the questions, but nobody was ever asking me about myself, you know, and how to promote you know, how they could help me promote my business. And so I really, I saw a huge gap in that, um, that people just didn't know. And I think for a lot of people, it's not malicious on their part. It's just that they get nervous and they are so focused on, I got to make the sale. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. You know, they just put so much pressure on themselves. I've got to add this many names to my CRM or I'm going to be in trouble with my boss, you know? And so I just saw a lot of people making a lot of mistakes just from networking myself, just doing tons of networking over the years. Um, But um, I started, you know, people just started, and this is just, this is a gift from, from God that I take no credit for it whatsoever, but it's just, when I meet people, I immediately start to think of, oh, I need to introduce you to this person and this person. You two would get along. And I'll tell some people sometimes, I'll jokingly say it's my spidey sense, just tells me that you two need to get together. I'm not sure why. But people just started calling me the super connector. That just kind of became my nickname. You know, it was just comments that people would make. Um, And I realized that I really was good at at learning how different businesses can work together. So I guess that's where I kind of look at it differently. I don't ever, I have five franchises with an organization called Network in Action. So it's a membership-based networking groups. I've got about a hundred members between the five groups. And one thing that I always tell them is, um, you know, there's no such thing as competition because there's only one you. You are the only person that is going to treat your clients the way that you do, talk to them the way that you do, love on them the way that you do. And so within that, I've just seen so many times people in the exact same interest um, industries, you know, realtors, insurance people that I've put together. And even though they do the same thing, they do it in a different way. They serve a different clientele. Um, and so they've been able to merge business. They've been able to refer businesses to each other. And um, I think if you can just look at it as 
through the lens of abundance. There's plenty of business out there for everybody. Um, it doesn't have to be competitive, but it's how can we all help each other grow our businesses, pay our mortgages, feed our families, send our kids to college, take our bucket list vacations. You know, when you start to look at it that way, um, you it really it changes the way that you look at networking. And and that just dawned on me, you know, over the years, I just saw so many times how networking could really change people's lives and their the course of their businesses. I mean, we all know that meeting one person can change the entire course of our lives, mm-hmm. whether it's personal or professional. And so I think it was the realization of that and how impactful that can be that just got me so excited about it. And so, you know, about almost seven years ago, my husband had a life altering health event. Um, He survived what less than 1% of people survive. He was on a business trip in Baton Rouge, Louisiana when it happened. And um, it was my networking contacts that saved his life. Wow. And got him back to Houston. We, We live in Houston. He was in Baton Rouge. And um, there were no trauma one hospitals. There was not a surgeon in the state of Louisiana that was qualified to do the surgery that he required. And it was completely my networking contacts and all the people that God had placed in my life over almost 20 years of networking um, that really saved his life. So that's that's an incredible impact. I mean, yeah, I think we think about networking as, as a business activity. But I think it's a life activity. It's it is. It's, it's just as personal as it is professional. Yeah. Um, and I think that's people think they're there for I need to get this business card or I need to find somebody to do business with, as opposed to I need to find more people to connect to to help them. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, it's a mutually beneficial relationship that you know may be needed in the future. So I think. I mean, that story itself really connects to why people should network. Um, and there's a plethora of other benefits, um, you know, across the board to do it, both mm-hmm. personal growth wise. You know, maybe there's a business opportunity. Maybe there's somebody that you become best friends with um, at a yes. personal level. Yeah. Yeah. By far. I mean, the, my very best friends in the world are people, all people that I have met through networking. Yeah, for sure. So, and you know, you think about it. I mean, at the core of every business, it's people. Mm-hmm. We are all people. And if you build good relationships, the, you know, the kind of relationships that can be built through networking, um, they can run true and they can run deep and they can be life changing, not only for your business, but for your personal life, for sure. Mm-hmm. And when you start to understand each other's why, you know, when you get to know people and you understand each other's why, um, then it takes on a whole new meaning and you become invested in each other's success when you really start to understand, you know, what's behind Greg, what's behind this podcast that he's doing. There's a lot more to him than just cybersecurity. You know, when, when you start to understand those things, you really want to help each other and you just become so much more invested in each other. And, um, it's, you know, it's just amazing the things that I have, the relationships that I have seen happen and the businesses that, that I have seen birthed and grow and, you know, over the years. And it's it's all about who you know. I mean, it truly is. It is all about who you know is how far you're going to go with your business. Yeah, it really is. And I've seen that just because most of the clients we have in, 
you know, the young company two years in are, are people I didn't know before I started the company. And I thought I was going to build it off of the connections I had in the past, mm-hmm. but quickly realized that, you know, they were connections for previous companies that I worked with or previous activities that I did, not necessarily what I was going to do in the future. And you kind of have to meet people along that future path that you're going. And that's what helps to elevate, you know, your business, your personal life, which, you know, you have to be, get out there and and network yeah. and, and have conversations in order to do that. Um, yeah. I always like to think of the superpower that we bring to the world kind of stems from something that we saw, you know, as a child or in our younger selves. Yeah. Um, for me, it was complexities and things of that nature. I wanted to kind of go, you know, solve a complex problem. Both my parents were military. So the defense and security aspect was really intertwined in it. Is there anything when you look back on, you know, younger Stacy that really kind of all added up to get you kind of where you're at today and kind of the activities that you enjoy doing? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Haven't ever thought about it that way. (laughs) Oh, let's see. Well, I I am a preacher's kid. So um, that in itself, you know a lot of people, but it's very isolating because you are under the spotlight all the time and not always in the best way. And um, so I did feel very isolated when I was younger and I, I don't ever want anybody to feel like that, you know? So I think that's probably where my heart has always really gone out to people of drawing them in and making them feel a part of things. Um, it caused me to be very introverted as a child because I didn't want to draw any more attention to myself than was already being given to me because I was a preacher's kid. I didn't really realize that I was an extrovert until I was in college. And I got away from home and I wasn't under that spotlight all the time. And I realized that I really was an extrovert. I really did have this personality. Um, and I, I really did like to talk to a lot of people. Um, but I had kind of kept that under the radar for a really long time. And so when I went to college, there was like this whole new world that opened up to me. And I, I just loved meeting so many people, being in that kind of environment, um, And I love getting all my friends together. Like that was one of my favorite things to do was just to get all my friends together. And, and that's still what I'm doing. I mean, even with my networking groups, you know, I just, I'm just getting people together. I always say, I love it when all my friends play together. Like that's my, (laughs) (laughs) so I would, I would say that those things, you know, had a lot to do with it. I'm, I'm very grateful for the upbringing that I had. I'm as far as being a preacher's kid. I mean, I don't mean to make that sound negative at all um, because I was, I was raised with such a strong moral compass and I've always, the Lord has always been a part of my life. And, um, I have never been alone as far as that goes. I have always had God at my side. And so I would not trade that for anything. Um, and I'm so grateful. I have just an amazing mom and dad. Um, they're 75 and 76 years old and they both look and act 20 years younger at least. And they're both the energizer bunnies and um, they've lived these incredible lives of service for other people. My dad has started two churches in Ukraine 30 years ago, and he continues to, to I have Bible studies with them every week via Zoom throughout the war. Um, we went over there last year together, last June. Um, the war was about six months in, and I, I had the opportunity over there with my mom and dad to do a mission trip in Ukraine with them in the midst of all the craziness that was going on over there. And um, it's 
you know, I'm just so grateful for those opportunities that I've had. Um, I think it's given me a big global view of the world too. Um, and how we are all connected. I mean, I just, I love your, the name of your podcast is that connected mindset, but I think part of, you know, being raised in a Christian home is just constantly being reminded that God created us to be connected. We are not supposed to go through life by ourselves. And the more we try to isolate, the more miserable you're going to be, the harder it's going to be. So I always, I always, you know, kind of compare it to, you can be an island and try to do everything by yourself, or you can be a bridge and you can connect people and connect with other people. It's a lot easier to walk through life with connections. Mm -hmm. I can definitely tell that you're, you're the bridge for a lot of people. And, um, Mm A lot of people, I, I, you know, feel isolated, especially starting companies. I think, yeah. You know, back to back to your story, you know, pastors. You know, I grew up in the in the Catholic Church because both of my parents were from huge Catholic families, and uh-huh. um, I always looked at the priest, the pastor, as an entrepreneur because they were really taking a message that everybody, you know, believed in and wanted to learn more about. Mm-hmm. and would enroll more and more people and that's you know what that's what a company does when they're really making an impact it is from, at a large scale um mm-hmm. there's a lot of entrepreneurial skills i'm sure you learned through your upbringing that I, set you up um, yeah. i'd love to hear a little bit about you know after college you know what that looked like between getting out of college and then starting you know your own company or getting into the franchises that you're in now yeah oh goodness okay i'll try to abbreviate <laughs> I grad. I actually graduated with an elementary education degree. So I started out as a teacher, which um, I joke with my network in action members. It was great experience, you know, teaching first graders as to corralling adults. So it's the the skills have translated. So I taught for about um, seven years and very probably year two or three realized this is not what I want to do forever. There was just too much of a ceiling on me. I mean, I, God bless teachers. I I can't say enough about the good that they're doing in the world. It is the hardest job with so little pay. And so, you know, I mean, it's the the payoff can be huge, but the financial part of it is so difficult. And so there were different factors. I had some health challenges and some things like that. So I I got out of that. Um, I actually went into children's ministry for a few years and I worked for a large church in the Dallas area. And um, I really enjoyed that, but um, I also had some some frustrations with that as well and some big life changes, and I eventually moved into retail. I just went into retail sales, and um, that was where I really discovered that I was a businesswoman. I didn't know. I had no idea about myself, and so I went to work in a women's high-end women's boutique and the manager and the owner took me under their wing and taught me every aspect of the business you know not only the buying and the 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 sales came really naturally to me um that part of things my mom had been a saleswoman for years i had watched her in the furniture industry and stuff like that um but the business part you know the buying the balancing the books the you know the merchandising all of that kind of stuff um, I started putting together big events, fashion shows and things like that, um, became a part of that business. And um, then I met my husband and we 
made a big move and I had, you know, had this idea for a while of wanting to start my own business. I want to have an image consulting business, do PR events and, you know, things like that for businesses. And we moved to Houston at that time. We were actually in an area called the Woodlands, which is just north of Houston. And um, it was just kind of the perfect place for me to start. I I met a, I went to work for a couple that had a travel company. I worked for them for a year doing outside sales. They mentored me and really helped set me up to do um, to have my own business and I would never have been able to do it without them and their support. And um, so I had my image business for about 13 years. I did that. I did, you know, like I said, just large like PR events predominantly. And then through when I started, that business was really when I got into networking, went to my first chamber of commerce event. I went to a BNI, you know, and things just kind of started rolling along. And I realized that I mean, all my life, for the most part, since college, I'd been talking to everybody. I didn't realize I was networking. They just put a name on it for me. But there was something really magical that the very first networking event that I went to because I realized I was in a room full of people just like me. They were entrepreneurs who were trying to make it work, trying to make it happen, trying to figure out how to build this business, how to make it successful. Um, and that, to me, just the the support that I got from being in a room full of other people who understood, um, you know, my husband is, he is a nine to fiver corporate job always has, he wants the salary and the benefits. And so this whole entrepreneurial thing, it's just, you know, he, he's just like, just, why don't you just go get a job? You're working so hard. Why don't you just go get a job? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, not everybody understands that bug. And so I needed somebody that I could bounce ideas off of and, and, um, so, you know, he's been supportive of me in his own ways, but, the, you know, not everybody understands the entrepreneur mindset. They just don't. And in networking, I found other people who did understand the challenges and the highs and the lows mm -hmm. that go along with it. And it just opened up this whole world to me. And to me, like the greatest joy that I got, though, was just seeing other people succeed. Like what part could I play in their success? Who could I introduce them to? What book could I tell them about? What website designer could I help them meet? You know, those kinds of things. It was just seeing their success that just brought me so much joy. And then about seven and a half years ago, I found out about Network in Action. It's like I said, it's a franchise and um, just kind of jumped into that with both feet and started out with two franchises in 2016 and added on. And so now I'm at five and seven and a half years with the company and um, it's been a huge blessing. I've worked with so many different people in so many different industries, which has been great because my knowledge has just expanded in business in lots of ways. And then now I'm doing a lot of public speaking um, on just what we're talking about, you know, the mindset behind networking. How do you find common ground? How do you build those really good, real relationships? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a fascinating background and it all stacks up to, it does. Lead, it you does. to lead you to where you are today. And um, yeah. God definitely directed my steps. I can look mm -hmm. back now and, and yeah. see. At the time, it seemed like such a hodgepodge. It was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like but, to say networking or entrepreneurship and networking, it's kind of like chosen pain at first. Yes. Um, you're kind of choosing to put yourself in a relatively uncomfortable situation uh -huh. um, in order to understand that those benefits are going to be a little bit delayed and that's entrepreneurship and networking a lot of it, people aren't don't go into networking extremely comfortable or, or you know wide open it's 
that those are very few and far between type people. Um, mm-hmm. But when they get their foot in the door and they start to have that first conversation, then the it kind of relieves and the stress, you know, or the anxiety or the, you know, the tension really goes away. And I think that's one of the messages I think you really convey and you have a skill to be able to, you know, put people at ease and really kind of help them kind of have that better mindset that's going to allow them to go into it with their best foot forward. Um, mm-hmm. I can definitely tell that. And I think, you know, bringing you on as a speaker to a networking event to kind of kick things off is it would be a huge continual opportunity um, for anybody running a networking event to really just lay it all out there from the start, because mm-hmm. you often go to networking events and you hear about other topics besides that networking aspect. Maybe you hear about a technology topic or right. a topic that um, is relevant to the to the conference's agenda. Um, mm-hmm. But most people go to conferences to network. Obviously, you want to learn, um, but learning and learning how to network I think those are the, the the balance and the magic that needs to happen to every event. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I, if we can just make other people the priority walking yeah. into these and just so many, there are just so many people out there who are feeling so alone in building their businesses. And it is a scary time right now. I mean, we need to put a voice to it. I mean, you know, I always want to be as positive as possible, but there are a lot of unknowns in the world right now. And it is really scary to be a business owner right now. And so, you know, if you can link arms with other people and build together and help each other and support each other through the good times, through the difficult times, through the challenges, um, it just makes life so much sweeter and so much easier. Um, it's one of my favorite quotes from uh, Pastor Rick Warren is, you know, that when we share our joy, it is doubled. When we share our grief, it's cut in half. Mm-hmm. And that's just another one of the ways that God has made us and, you know, designing us to be connected. Yeah. And I think that's so true. Mm-hmm. All right. That's the first time I've heard that one. I've, I've believed it, but I haven't heard it put in the yeah. words. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Mm-hmm because it really is building community. Um, a lot of people talk about building their community and then they talk about building their business. Um, but I think they're one and the same because when you go to an event or you have a conversation at a soccer game or you are talking to that person in the Starbucks, that is multiplying your community in a way that we all need to do, whether we want to grow as people or as professionals, because we want to learn from other people. And I think you hit on that in your upbringing with being exposed to different cultures and that gave you a, a mind frame, a perspective on thinking globally and how connected we are, how similar we are, even though we may be across the world. Yeah. Um, you know, we all want that connection to people. Obviously we need to understand ourselves to bring our best foot forward. So kind of finding the balance between the two mm-hmm. um, and then having the behaviors that represents that. Um, that's, yeah. I think that's, that's the hardest thing for people because a lot of times especially recently we live so internally because you know maybe we're we have to stay in the house for a couple of months because something's going on in our environment or we're building a business that's all remote so like getting out is hard to do because we haven't trained that muscle and i look at a lot of these things as just like training a muscle you have to really exercise it fail a little bit put yourself in the uncomfortable and then it becomes easier and easier mm-hmm. over time it does 
It does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really does. And if you can have some pretty quick successes, I think that helps, you know, and so setting yourself up for that of going in with with them little different expectations of networking, then you're going to walk away feeling a lot more successful with it. It's going to make you want to go do it again. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's funny. One of my members recently, he took a class um, that I teach on on this, you know, what we're talking about, how to make it more comfortable, how to do it your way, your style, where you feel good about it. And um, he was one that, I mean, he really dreaded networking, but he knew he needed to do it for his business. And now I talked to him last week, I, I hosted networking coffee every Friday morning. And he told me last week on the phone, he goes, you know, the coffee has become my favorite thing to do all week long is to come and network. And I was like, oh, you'll never know how happy that makes me. But, you know, that's one of the things we talked about is I was like, don't go get in the middle of the group. Go sit at the end of the table. Just talk to a couple of people. You don't have to throw yourself in the middle of things. And so it's just that it's such a it's such a subtle shift in mindset, but it Mm -hmm. makes such a huge difference. It really, really does. Of Just taking that pressure off of yourself to perform all the time yeah. you know we go in and we think we have to perform and we have to sell and we have to convince people how great we are and how we can help them and all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and man the more we do that the faster you're going to wear out and the more disappointed you're going to be um but if you can just go in and just make some new friends talk to a few people see how you can help them i promise you you'll be able to help them in some way yeah if nothing yeah, else very draining conversation it is yeah, yeah. it can be very draining to put that much stress on yourself and then you get to the event and most of the time the stress goes away, but yeah. like leading up, you're like tiring your nervous system and yourself. Internally yes. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is, it's not good. And it doesn't allow you to, to shine. Like you, you're kind of dimming your light as you're going in You are, and then trying to make it, you know, shine as bright as possible when you're in there. And that's, that's mm-hmm. a hard part. Yeah. Um, one of the things in networking that I've found as a breakthrough is the types of questions that you ask people from the start. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us ask, you know, what do you do for work? Or, you know, how are you today? Things of that nature. Have you come across any questions, I'm sure throughout, you know, your years doing this that have really kind of caught you off guard and, you know, made you kind of say, holy cow, like that was one of, you know, that was one of the best questions I've ever heard somebody ask me from Mm -hmm. a, a first connection standpoint that really, help the conversation get started in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of, one of them is um, what do you do when you're not working? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because so many of us entrepreneurs, that's kind of all we do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Right. (laughs) What are your hobbies? It's like, huh, what do I do when I'm not working? I'm not sure, Mm -hmm. but um, it it, it gets you to kind of think differently, but it also tells you a lot about that person, you know, because they're going to tell you, well, when I'm not working, I'm spending time with my grandchildren or I'm hiking in the mountains or I love to ballroom dance or, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of answers that you'll get from people, but it gives you such a glimpse of who they are you know, in what they do in their off time, you know, what are their hobbies, what are their, and, you know, I always say, like, if somebody is a grandparent and you ask to see a picture of their grandkids, you are going to be their best friend for the rest of your life. I mean, it's just, that's just part of it. So, you know, but it tells you what people love, like what's dear to their heart. Um, and that opens a doorway for you to find common ground right there, or just to ask even more questions. Um, I think another great question is, 
kind of what you asked me earlier is just how did you get to where you are now? You know, like how many of, of us out there, you know, I'll ask this question in a crowd of a hundred, you know, how many of us in here are actually doing what we went to school to do? And there's maybe two out of a hundred that, you know, actually went to, went to school to be a photographer and became a photographer and they're still a photographer. But for most of us, it is like this crazy, windy, twisty, turny path that we could never have foreseen um, or even explained at the time. Um, but that's usually a really great question to ask people too, because it, it tells you a lot about who they are, where, where they've been, what the priorities have been, all of those kinds of things. So I think those are, those are all great questions. Um, and anything you ask about, you know, family, different things like that. I think all of those open a lot of doors for conversation to go in different, in different directions. You know, another good one is just what challenges are you facing right now? Like what's your biggest challenge with your business? Because if you can share, if you share what your biggest challenge is with me, Greg, and I'm able to offer a solution or maybe set you down a path of finding the solution, I have just created huge value for you. And yeah. you're going to remember that. And you're going to want to reciprocate that. It's in some way at some time. And that isn't the reason you do it. But, you know, you're just always when you're going to think of me, you're going to go, man, she helped me out at a time where I was stuck. I was just at this dead end and didn't know what to do. And she made this one suggestion. It opened up this whole new path for me that I hadn't even considered. And things like that, that makes a big difference for people. Mm -hmm. It really does. Yeah, it definitely leaves a mark because I still don't hear many of these questions in networking today Yeah, in the local area. Um, they're the questions that initially when I started my company, I would more have coffee with folks and ask those deeper questions. And mm -hmm. obviously some people like those deeper questions. Some people are like, oh, I don't have the bandwidth to think about that. Or, you know, I can't get that deep today because I have to focus um, on X, Y, Z and kind of like energy management. But those types of questions and those conversations give me more energy. So I've always tried to find people around me that, mm -hmm. you know, enjoy those questions of reflection because that's where we learn even if it was a deep struggle, that's where we both learn, you know, how we got through it and how to face right. obstacles going forward, which I think is key for any, you know, business or somebody in, you know, on a personal journey to get to that next level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, what other kind of business lessons have you learned? Obviously the image business, I think that's fascinating because mm -hmm. Um, our guest last week, uh, Jennifer Eggers, was we were having a conversation around like around workplace dynamics. Obviously, a workplace is a networking environment as well. Mm -hmm. um, and she mentioned that in her working with larger companies, she's found that about 50% of people's time is spent on managing their image and perception at work, which is just like managing your image and perception in a networking event. Yeah. Um, so what did you learn from that business about how people build an image constant, uh, consciously and do it in a way that kind of, I guess they strike, they strike the right iron or strike mm -hmm. when it's hot. Um, mm -hmm. and because you're, you're trying to meet people in the middle on what they, what resonates with them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm sure those events, like you have to be right kind of neutral to be able to tailor to different types of people that are coming 
and yeah. making sure that message that the your client's trying to convey is clear and and hits the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I guess the main thing with with image to me is is finding how to be comfortable in your own skin. You know, that's that's a big part of it. And sometimes we have to fake it until we feel it. That's part of it. But I think, you know, for me, like one of the most important things is, is just you have to look like you do what you say you do. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you don't, it is going to create immediate distrust. And so, you know, for example, if you are an attorney, you need to be dressed like an attorney all the time. Financial advisor, you know, if you're handling my money, I don't really want to see you running around in jeans and tennis shoes out of at a networking event, if you're my attorney, I want you to be dressed like you're ready to walk into the courtroom if I needed you to be ready to walk into the courtroom. So it's I think it's just very, very important for you to look like you do what you say you do, because it's it's a very it's very subconscious. And there are all kinds of studies that have been done, psychological studies and surveys and all kinds of things. But I mean, in a nutshell, we have in seven seconds, people sum you up. On your appearance, you know, I mean, thank goodness God looks at the heart, but man looks at the outside. I mean, even the Bible tells us that. So mm-hmm. it's just human nature. And so you have seven seconds to make a good first impression. And um, in fact, that was the name of my company was Impressions. Impressions you, have yeah. se- you, have, you have seven seconds. And so you need to really, you know, be sure that you look like you do what you say you do. But it's also the countenance, you know, make sure that you're smiling, that you make eye contact with people that you have a firm handshake, um, those kinds of things, that's really important to you. I mean, just, just to have an open body language stance where you're welcoming people to come in or welcoming people to come in and join you in a conversation. If you're talking to one or two other people that you leave that little opening in the circle for somebody else to come in, if they want to join the conversation, um, those kinds of things are very subtle, but it's energetically, it's things that people do pick up on. And it really does make a big difference. But just a big smile for somebody can can open a door mm-hmm. right there. And just just be the first one to say hello. It's not going to hurt. Yeah. And I always say there is nothing wrong with being the best dressed person in the room. <laughs> you would much rather be known for that than to be, oh, the one that was over in the corner looking kind of kind of shabby, like they didn't belong there. So um, just taking, you know, taking pride in your appearance, um, not for ego, but just to look like you do what you say you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love those tips. You know, a lot of them are around creating your energy experience. I think whenever Mm -hmm. we, whenever we connect with people or communicate in any way, there's an energy experience before there's words said out loud. And I think a lot of us feel that sometimes Mm -hmm. we push it down because Maybe we we think it's woo woo or it's kind of like, oh, you know, that doesn't matter. It depends what comes out of my mouth when they ask me a question, like you're being interviewed. Yeah. But um, a lot of times it's you're creating an experience before they know the experience that you're bringing to the world from a yeah. business or personal standpoint. Um, so, you know, making sure that's conscious. I think mm-hmm. that's probably what you helped a lot of people um, do through impressions was just be more conscious about it and tell a better story with their energy. Um, mm-hmm. from that standpoint. Yeah. Being, being approachable, you know, that's mm-hmm. a big part of it is just, is being approachable. It really is. And feeling good, feeling confident. 
when you walk mm -hmm. in a room. Yeah. There's a lot what to is, that. What is the word? Because confidence is big to be able to, to throw yourself in there. You know, what does confidence mean, you know, to the folks that you've coached or to yourself? Um, because there's a number of ways to, to, you know, you said fake it until you feel it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what does confidence mean and how do you think people kind of build it from not having any or maybe they have too much? You know, what does that kind of look like in, in your current world today? Yeah. Um, I think there's a really interesting guy that I've met um, actually through a company we're both associated with called Brand Builders. And I met him at an event and he's actually written. I wish I could remember the name of his book. His name is Fred, but he wrote a book and he, he was talking about how he was just as a kid, he was so shy. He couldn't talk, you know, and especially like once he got in high school, he just, it was painful. He couldn't talk to girls. I mean, it was just, he was miserable and he missed he realized one day how many opportunities he was missing out on because of his shyness and because of his lack of confidence. And so he picked out people in his life that he knew personally or that he had seen on TV or he had read about who were confident. And he started to mimic their behavior or he would think, okay, what would Superman do in this situation? What would you know this person do? How would he dress? How would he act? What would he say? And in kind of channeling what other people would do that he had seen act in confidence, um, he was able to take on that persona himself. And eventually it did become who he is. And in meeting him, you know, at this point in his life, when I've met him, I would never have guessed that he was shy. I would never have guessed that he didn't have the confidence. He's hilarious. You know, it was so funny to talk to you. Um, but it was all, you know, he, he had to pick people that he knew, or like I said, had read about seen on TV, even, um, and, and really kind of channeled their energy and reflect that until he felt it himself, until it felt comfortable on him. And so I do think sometimes, you know, that is what we, what we have to do. I mean, we know what is inside of ourselves. We know who we want to be and how we want to be. And so having, I mean, that's one of the reasons having great mentors is so important. People that we respect and look up to and that will take us under their wings and, you know, that kind of thing. But I think that's a, that's a great way to do it. You know, pick the people that you want to be like and, and mirror them until you feel it and you, you find your own personality and you find yourself in that. Um, but, and it's practice. I mean, it's just like with networking, with anything else, public speaking, um, you have to practice doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I relate a lot of the business activities I do today to sports and the upbringing I had, um, you had to put yourself in that position to practice an uncomfortable motion and, yeah. and then you perfect it. And, and it's hard to see that at the end, but when you look, you know, in the rear view mirror, you're like, holy cow, I've come so far just in the past couple of weeks doing right. this consistently. And that right. consistent practice really helps. Mm -hmm. um, I'll definitely connect with Fred because he sounds like a fascinating guy. I know. I would be um, happy yeah. to connect you with him. I wish I could think of his last name off the top of my head. I can't. I would love to give him uh, the credit, complete credit. Not a problem. Yeah, we'll put we'll put his uh, his work in the show notes just so people can connect with yes, him as well. I will in um, his book too. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. I think more people need to understand and just consciously think about their confidence because mm -hmm. obviously we can fake it, we can build it. But if there's a, a framework to kind of continue to build it past that and then share it with others, I think that's where 
that multiplier effect really comes into play. Yeah. Um, Stacy, before we round things out, it's been a fascinating conversation. We've hit on a number of different strategies people can use. Mm -hmm. um, how can folks listening in or tuning in uh, connect with you and, and kind of learn more about what you're up to and what you're going to do uh, going forward? Uh, thank you for asking. Um, yeah, I my website is stacyharrisconsulting.com. There is no E in Stacy, just S-T-A-C-Y. Um, so stacyharrisconsulting.com. You can go to my website um, and see some of the things that I have to offer. I have a free gift that I'll send you if you sign up for my email list. Um, I would love to share with you. And um, then also... On Facebook, it's just Stacy Harris, and you can find me there. Um, and then my email address is Stacy at StacyHarrisConsulting.com. So you can connect with me Excellent. any of those ways. I would love to talk with you, help anybody any way I can, connect you with people you might need to know. That would be my pleasure. Um, always looking for opportunities for public speaking, um, conventions, uh, corporate meetings, you know, different things like that. So if anybody has a need for somebody to come and talk to him about networking, I would love to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely recommend everybody connecting with Stacy. Stacy, one of the questions we like to ask when we round out the show, and this is so relevant to the work and mission you're on, is what does being connected or connection, you know, mean to you in your, you know, current state um, as we're having this conversation? Oh man. <laughs> I just I cannot imagine my life. Um, without the people that I have in it. I, um, you know, I mean, like I said, it, it saved my husband's life. It is, I have built an entire business around it. Um, I do public speaking around it. I mean, it's just to me, the biggest gift that God gives us is the people that he puts in our lives and the opportunities that he gives us to, to love people and to be loved back. And so to me, that's, that is what life is all about, is connection. We have to boil it down to one thing. Um, it's just, it's about being connected. So mm -hmm. connected to him, connected to other people. Um, and like I said before, it just makes life so much sweeter, so much easier, so much more enjoyable when you're walking through it together with other people. 